Encyclical Letter, Christi Nomen, on Propagation of the Faith and Eastern Churches, December 24, 1894, by Pope Leo XIII. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Papal Encyclical, Christi Nomen, The Pope and the Eastern Churches. The following encyclical, in which His Holiness... Leo Thirteenth earnestly recommends the work of the propagation of the faith to all patriarchs, archbishops, and bishops of the world, bears date Rome, December 24, 1894. To our venerable brethren, patriarchs, primates, archbishops, and bishops of the Catholic world, in grace and communion with the Apostolic See, Pope Leo Thirteenth, Venerable brethren, health and apostolic benediction, to bring the name of Christ to the peoples of the earth, and to daily extend his kingdom more and more amongst all nations, and to draw into the bosom of the church both those who are separated from it and those who are hostile to its teachings. This, as everyone understands, is beyond question one of the most sacred of the duties of the sublime charge entrusted to us. Consequently, acting under the inspiration of apostolic charity, we have long made it the object of our solicitous thought. We have never ceased to regard with favor and to multiply the holy missions, which shed the light of Christianity amongst people wandering in the night of error. We did so especially by our encyclical, Sancta Dei Civitas, given in the third year of our pontificate, the one aim of which was to increase the love and generosity of Catholics for the illustrious work of the propagation of the faith. In the encyclical just mentioned, we were pleased to exult by our heartfelt recommendations, a work of which the modest beginnings were followed by developments at once rapid and wonderful, which our illustrious predecessors, Pius Seventh, Leo Twelfth, Pius Eighth, Gregory Sixteenth, and Pius Ninth, had covered with praise and spiritual favors, a work, in fine, which had given to the missions of the entire world such efficacious aid and which promised still more abundant help for the future. Our words have, thank God, had the most happy results. The generosity of the faithful responded to the earnest appeal of the bishops, and during the last few years the work of the propagation of the faith has made enormous strides. Today, however, more urgent needs demand from Catholics an increase of zeal and generosity, and from you, venerable brethren, all your intelligent activity. As you are already aware of our apostolic letter, Perclara, published last June, we believe we are but carrying out the designs of divine providence in again and again calling the people of the whole world to the unity of the Christian faith. It would be the fullest realizations of our vows if it should be given to us to hasten the arrival of the time promised by God when there will be but one fold and one shepherd. Our apostolic letters on the necessity of preserving and defending the discipline of the Eastern Churches have led you to understand, Venerable Brethren, with what special love our thoughts turn to the past and its illustrious and venerable churches. You are further aware of this affection by the position which we have taken up after our conference with the patriarchs of these nations. At the same time, we are far from concealing from ourselves the difficulties in the way of this design, and our own powerlessness to overcome them.
This is why we have, with unbounded confidence, placed all our hope in the success of our efforts in God. His wisdom it was which inspired us with the thought and inaugurated its realization. His sovereign bounty will assuredly furnish the strength and the means to fully accomplish it. Our earnest prayer ceaselessly implores him to grant this grace, and we at once exhort the faithful to join their supplications to ours. It is nonetheless necessary to supplement the help from on high, which we so confidently solicit by human aid, and we shall, as far as in us lies, leave nothing undone to seek and point out all the means necessary to obtain the desired result. To bring back to the one true fold, all the Eastern churches separated from it, nothing is more essential at the outset as you, venerable brethren, well know, that to recruit from amongst the Easterns themselves a numerous clergy recommended by doctrine and sanctity, and capable of inspiring others with a desire for a reunion. In the second place, to establish as many institutions as possible in which Catholic science and discipline should be taught and harmonized with the peculiar genius of the nation. It is therefore very opportune to establish, wherever advantageous, special houses for the education of clerical youths and colleges proportioned in number to the importance of the population, in order that every ceremony can be performed with dignity and that the diffusion of their best books, all the faithful, may be instructed in the knowledge of their national religion. This realization of these and cognate projects will involve, as you readily understand, great expense, which the Oriental churches, as you can also believe, are unable to meet by themselves, and it is not possible for us, in view of the difficulties of our actual position, to subscribe their two wards as liberally as we should desire. It remains, therefore, to make an appeal within the limits of moderation for the greatest share of these necessary outlays for the prosecution of the work which we have just outlined and the aim of which coincides exactly with that which is nearest to our heart. However, in order not to injure in any way the apostolic missions by entrenching on any share of their resources, the faithful cannot be too often impressed with the necessity for enlarging their donations in view of our needs. It is only fair to recommend also the similar work of the École de Orient, the directors of which have also undertaken to apply the greatest portion of the alms which they receive to the same object. For all these reasons, venerable brethren, we make a special claim on your cooperation, not doubting that you, who have so constantly zeal aided us and worked for the promotion by every means of the cause of religion and the Church, will now give us effective aid. Do everything in your power, therefore, to advance as much as possible amongst the faithful entrusted to your charge, the association of the propagation of the faith. We are, in fact, certain that a much larger number of the faithful would gladly give their names, and, according to their means, generously subscribe, if from your instructions they understood clearly how noble a work it is, how abundant are the spiritual graces attached to it and what advantages the cause of Christianity may in the present day legitimately expect from it. And certainly Catholics will be profoundly touched when they learn that nothing could be more agreeable to us or more useful to the Church 
than that they should zealously vie with one another in collecting the necessary resources for bringing to a successful issue the projects we have formed for the good of the Eastern Churches. May God, whose glory is only concerned in the diffusion of the Christian name and the unity of the faith and spiritual government of the Church, deign in his goodness to bless your desires, to look with favor on our undertaking, and as a pledge of the most precious heavenly favors, we grant in all affection our apostolic benediction to you, venerable brethren, to your clergy and your people. End of Encyclical Letter Christi Nomen on the Propagation of the Faith in Eastern Churches by Pope Leo the Thirteenth.